Bengals Only Podcast, Paul Farvar, your host. This episode features part two of our conversation with the polyamorous expert, religion, relationship anarchist, Bobby Hill, uh, riding shotgun, the amazing Patty Vasquez. If you haven't already, subscribe, review, tell your friends, email me at pfarvar at gmail.com if you have questions, concerns. I know a lot of people have questions about these episodes, so please, please let me know. I tried to ask as many questions as I can, I could, with Bobby Hill. I know that was an episode a lot of people uh, may find fascinating, may be offended by. Who knows? Let me know. I'd like to hear from you. Um, check out my website, paulfcomedy.com, for my upcoming dates. And to buy a shirt, the Paul F. Comedy Better Call Paul shirts, um, with the Star 69 Super Soft Black shirts are available on my website or at my shows. Uh, get one. Now time for our sponsors. Hey, all you guys know that I used to be a lawyer. Still am, but, you know, kind of just in the background, if you will. But my friend, Scott Shapiro, he is a full-time lawyer. You guys maybe have injured on the job, need compensation, or you're just injured somewhere and you don't know what to do. You're entitled to way more money than you think you are sometimes. Not always, but most of the time. And my friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping people for over 20 years in this regard. If you've been injured, give him a call. 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He's a full-service law firm, so in addition to doing workers' comp cases, PI cases, he also handles all legal needs, including entertainment law. That's right. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's worked on a lot of musicians' cases, a lot of contracts, negotiations, and reviews of contracts for your needs, whether you're a comedian, musician, all that good stuff. All his consultations are free of charge initially, so don't take a chance and wait. Call him, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Call him today. Tell him I sent you. You will not regret it. It's singles only time again, and uh, this is Paul Farvar still. Uh, we're a brand new day, a uh, brand new episode, but we've got part two with a uh, uh, comedian, polyamorous uh or relationship anarchist, I should say, Bobby Hill. Patty, you're still I, with us? Yes, I am. I, I think he's more of an ambassador. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ambassadorship. Thank yes. you so much for coming back for the podcast. I really appreciate it. Coming a separate day yeah. to just to do this. You can't, be, you can't be scared away. But yeah. I always like that you hold me up as a standard of like the voice of reason because I've been married for over 20 years. <laughs> for this episode, <laughs> you are. But I've, I've often told you that my husband is a unicorn. And you know what? I realize this. I also, I think I'm also a unicorn. But, uh, but my, I'm comfortable because the household I grew up in was, was so erratic and uncomfortable. There was a lot of yelling. And when I found somebody that made me feel safe, I was like, this is, I could this do this. This is good. Well, yeah. you also grew up in the city, right? Yes. So like your tolerance level for different is probably greater than someone in another place. Like I grew up in Boys Town. So like right. immediately I was like, yeah, what's wrong with gay people? They exactly. seem pretty all right by me. But yes. you're also the voice of reason because you are, it's the people who are listening who are married are, that are not judging, but just con questions. Those are the questions you gotcha. would bring up, especially yeah. now that we're on part two of this episode right. where we're getting into marriage in the traditional sense of marriage. And the way that we're taught 
uh, marriages is between a man and a woman, at least all of our generations. Right. That's sure. what it was. Um, and it's for till death do you part. Now, what I've argued is when marriage was created, it was for benefits, as, as we'll talk about. But more importantly, you only live to 35. Right. <laughs> so it was really seven, right. 10 years yeah. tops. Yeah. Well, right. you know, in some of those places, you get married at 14, 15. So you might get a good 20 19, years. 20 yeah. years out of somebody. <laughs> My grandmother yeah. got married when she was 16. And that was the only man she knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But do you do... You do you know, that's and also back then, the purpose of marriage was to uh, to to procreate, to have right. kids, to help on the farm exactly. and, and all that protect shit. Protect the land that you yeah. owned. That yeah. was, now, at, once agriculture came about, you had to protect that land that you owned. So it was right. like, you stay home and make the children for the army, and then the army and I will protect the land and keep you safe exactly. and keep all the savages from yep. getting to you. And it was all, always transactional. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was. And then... And then uh, we decided that same-sex marriage was allowed over fighting like two weeks people. ago. Yeah, like recently. <laughs> yeah. And now what we didn't change was the till death do us part right, part. Right, right. When it's so simple to create a contract that is binding if we can if the law if the the legislation would allow that makes marriage a, you know, seven-year contract renewable or whatever amount of years, much like the NFL. Well, but when you get a marriage license, it's not a contract. It's a license that says, yes, the state agrees that these people are married right. to each other, and we recognize that. Until death do, a, do you part, though. Not, not on the marriage license. Marriage. My license right, right, doesn't right. say it. I don't, that's, that's the religious component of it, and then right. that a- adds another layer of anxiety. And I think that's a lot of what we're talking about is the anxiety that people experience yeah. when they hear something that's different, or they get angry about the way other people live or love. Right. Yeah, despite it not being in the actual verbiage of the contract, people, I mean, just regardless of whether... Like where it is in your head, that thought is going on, which means it's also going on in a lot of people's heads when they think about marriage, yeah. right? And I think, again, that intertwining of um, the religious concept of marriage and the like federally legal concept of marriage is the problem, right? Like, because if you want to believe that religiously and that's a religion that you're in, that you're going to marry somebody, you're going to be with them till death, that's fine. But like it being a part of any legality, <laughs> yeah, like, but you also have to. I mean, if you're ascribing to a certain religion and that's what you believe, I guess that's a thing you got to be into. Well, there's but. also shaming that happens with divorce, right? Absolutely. And you have a 55% yes. uh, divorce, a divorce rate guy, in America. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and well, that's the thing. Um, it's harder to get divorced than any other contract. Yeah. And and not oh. only the forget about the the difficulty. They say other than death, divorce is the hardest thing someone will go through mentally in their lives. Uh, yeah. Well, right. <laughs> I was. But a, you're choosing to get married again. It was a five figure plus uh, cost for my divorce. It was, yeah. It was not an inexpensive yeah. process to get a woman to stop hanging out with me. Yeah. It was. It was, it was very difficult. Oh, wow. But you're getting married again. It was expensive. Uh, yes, because uh, benefits are definitely. Yeah. A Thing. <laughs> a, right, um, and that's I'm, another. There's thing. a lot. There's more precaution being taken towards this one. Uh, yeah. Neither of us want the things that the other right. person has, and so we're taking steps to make sure that like it's not going to be a problem uh, for if those... that's ever the case. But we're also comfortable with the idea that like we are also both going into it with the idea that like, hey man, things don't always work out. Like there is not going to be a till death do us part. Partner, yeah. That's not. No one's saying that during our right. ceremony. It's gonna right. be like until y'all don't like each other no right. more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my well, husband. I always make the joke that no one gets out of this marriage alive, which is a threatening thing which to is say. It is comfortable. Threatening. You guys all right? <laughs> right. Well, it's, 
I'm working on the seven-year contract for a singles-only podcast. Everyone, is so relax. I got some people saying when we're going to do it. We are going to do it. I, I talked to a divorce lawyer to, nice. to help me create yeah. this. How binding it is, we'll find out. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I, I know people who are still married that are in miserable relationships because they don't want to get divorced. Yeah. And yeah. how is that healthy? They should really change. They should change the terminology because the people who are fighting for the traditional side of it are usually the religious people. Absolutely. Most anybody else is like, can we just make up a like if I could just make up some deal with my fiance where we would get all the benefits and all the things and nobody like I would certainly sign an agreement if there was an agreement to sign right. instead. Right. Like we're not getting married because we have some odd idea of what the mar like marriage. That's not a. That's a <laughs> and the problem is that re religious zealots are so masterful at controlling the narrative and, yeah. and communicating that, whether it's through, you know, the broadcast television and radio, and they, they'll say that you're going to destroy society. I mean, right. that's what they did with right. homosexuality. They said that yeah. with gay marriage, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. the thing is, is you are penalized if you are a single man or a single woman with no kids, uh, Tax-wise, yeah, to, to forever. I mean, my mom's there's in her so 70s. She's a single homeowner, yeah, and she is just like there's no exemptions. There's nothing yeah. great for me. Yeah. Like I don't. I like the only thing she would ever look at marrying a guy for is strictly for tax benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the benefits which is to weird, be, right? <laughs> the benefits to being married are they incentivize it so much, and I don't know why. It, what's the point? Why? Why are pushing? They're pushing it. They need fools for the army, man. <laughs> well, the, I mean, it's. But, I mean, it sound, that sounds like a silly marriage? thing, that, but that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, I guess they still. You can still have kids and yeah. not be married. But yeah. yeah, yeah, they uh, they want to give some illusion of there being like a constructive society push going on, um, but they need they need bodies for the war, brother. That's <laughs> sounds silly, but if, if, uh, if they didn't want them, they would do more to educate them so they didn't have to go to war. Right. At, yeah. at or they would, uh, well, I mean, just have on. There's going to be people who have unplanned uh, pregnancies. Those people are going to go to war too. Yeah, it, I mean, probably a lot probably more more often. More often. <laughs> Than the other. Yeah, so but that's the thing that happens. Though, is part of the reason you set those rules is so that you create a situation in which you know what I mean like Let's the control, reason why drugs like aren't legal is that they can create a black market so they can put people in jail, right? Mm -hmm. So you Absolutely. gotta so you create this religious zealousy around marriage and relationships. So you have these rebels who then you don't support financially, who then you can send their kids off to war. Yeah, I, I mean, why can't? What about the like? So it seems like you're doing it right. Obviously, you were married in a relationship which was open, and this time you learn that you know you guys are going to be on the same page communicating that this is an open relationship. To me, I'd be all for a marriage like that if I found someone that could that is already on the same page. It's not right. someone that I have to persuade to yeah. believe this is how it's going to happen. I mean, imagine trying to persuade a lesbian to being straight so you could date her. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a daunting task, right? Like it's a <laughs> I've I've yeah, I've been on both sides of of converting Right. I mean, there's converting been converting the there's been people. The there's definitely been desire. No, been, you know, maybe make a maybe make a passing attempt. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like you're you're you can't make somebody what they're not. Right. right. You just can't. You no. can't make somebody what they're not. You just got to. But you, you can gotta, ask them to back off of what you do. Yes. And that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if if people would be open or more honest or communicate in a relationship that's not necessarily working for both parties, then maybe there are solutions to keep it working. Maybe you just need to, I talked about somebody who wants to get married and is traditional. She's very religious and she and her boyfriend said that if they got married uh, once a year, they would have a, you know, they could have a, a, a physical a hall pass. Yeah. A fling. A, yeah. 
and 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 that might be the answer. Maybe it's something as simple as just a physical escape, and maybe that's going to make the relationship stronger or whatever or whatever. I mean, you can decide that within your relationship, right? Like that's a thing that anybody can decide to do within their relationship. There's, I mean, in a traditional monogamous relationship, yeah, or I, ethical. I mean, whatever most, we call it. Most of the swingers parties that I've been to, it's couples who have been married for twenty plus years. So get ready, Pat. No, I'm. <laughs> 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 the fishbowl on your way out. Drop your keys. Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's Is there a, real, a fishbowl. Is the flamingo they thing don't, real? They don't really do that thing the pink anymore. Flamingos I mean, on the lawn. That's Is that a, real? No, but the um, the fish the the key the key party thing is real. That's an old Air Force thing during World War II. What's the key party? thing? So during for? World War II, um, I mean, I know there were so many planes that were being shot down that a lot of these Air Force pilots thought that they wouldn't make it back, and so they'd have these parties where husbands and wives would get together, and they felt that if they had this sexual interaction with each other that you're the if, if this guy made it back he might be more willing to take care of your wife and family if you didn't and so they'd have these key parties where everybody throw their keys in and they'd all kind of wander off to rooms with each other and not and another level of intimacy room. was going to go on and you know husbands and wives of different people in the air force got together and that's how that bond was created for them well the so those are the original key parties that people are talking about the swinger parties that you go to, you have to be with somebody, right? You can't just show uh, up alone. I have been fortunate because I've got a, I've been in, you know, I'm in my forties and I've been in some form of adult relationships off and on for so over 20 years you're now. Um, I have been fortunately invited solo to some of those parties. Okay. I've oftentimes been one of like one or two like non-partnered men there. Um, my fiance is not really a swinger party kind of a person. She's a little more demisexual in her in her relationship orientation. What so, does that mean? Um, she needs to get to know people better before okay. she wants to be physically intimate with them, which is totally fine. Um, she also is fine with me not being that way. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I've gone by myself before, um, but generally it's, you have to be it's invited. Party. Well, women always can go by themselves, right? Okay, <laughs> but I've been to some parties where men, where there were more solo men, were allowed to go, and you end up with a lot of dudes just kind of standing in a corner. <laughs> It's like stuff, grade school dances like, again. Oh. Which is like, you know, it's fine if you're actually a husband of someone here, but just, you know, Ted is just hanging out in the corner by himself watching. How, when you <laughs> go to these swinger parties, are they still, were they happening during COVID too? Uh, not any of the people that I was hanging around okay. with. I hang around with, my the swing, my swinger party friends are very liberal people who believe in science. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In Florida, they were like double. Uh, yeah. the population. Probably in Tampa, it was wild. You know what I mean? That's they were probably getting I wonder down how much Tampa. of the pandemic <laughs> so I was spread because of the uh, non-science believing. Yeah, yeah, right. Swingers yeah. who yeah. were like, I still got to get yeah. this on. <laughs> They're like, just don't report it, so our numbers don't go yeah. up in Florida. I was actually in Florida for the last six weeks, and my friend told me about these Tampa swinger parties. Why is that? Why is that a thing in Tampa? I don't know what it is about Tampa. Tampa is a very open spot but like it How is definitely a thing down have you there. been there i haven't been down to tampa for that but there is so like there are some adult adult quote-unquote dating websites that are out there um and you can find you know some of them advertise where big events are going on and sometimes you find like there's cruises there's islands there's mm -hmm. you know parties that are they're you know they're almost like we, if you were to go looking for open mics somewhere there's like a listing of like <laughs> here's where all the weekends <laughs> parties are in the different whatever state you're in you can find what's going down and like if you want to go, you know, I was in New York like four or five years ago. I found a spot and I think it was in Queens. It was crazy. It was is it wild? Are those parties wild mostly just physical? It's a physical thing or do you, is there a place to go yeah. talk? I mean, there, there are places to hang out. Okay. There's definitely places to hang out. It's just at some point in the night. It just you know, goes into We all know somewhere. what we're here for. Like, right. <laughs> That's so crazy. And, and it is funny because in Florida, there seem to be a little more open about that uh, where, you know, you'll do a show 
And, uh, you know, when people are like, oh, you guys are swingers. And they're like, yeah. Like, it, yeah, it, they're yeah. openly talking about it, even though, yeah. you know. And to be clear, swinging is different than right. polyamory, per se. Like, swinger, swinging is a lot less about actual, like, relationship physical, interaction. Right. It's 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 a lot more physical. There's a lot more one-time interactions or strictly play partners where you literally, like, get there, you get naked, you have fun, and then... You're up. You're back on your way safe again. Too, right? Yeah, everybody's safe. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe that, but like, there's not. You're not going out on dates. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean? <laughs> that's so crazy. That's it. Seems like well, a and the freedom of uh, being in, in a relationship that is poly. See, I can't even say it. I'm so bad. I, I said polyamorous poly one time. Poly and you're stuck. You're <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I know. Like, what is that? You get to uh, manifest different parts of yourself that you might not otherwise in a monogamous like relationship. Yeah, yeah. You, you get to. You know, there's expressions that you might have. You know, you might be sort of protecting or whatever in whatever way and not be conscious of it. But people bring out different aspects of your personality in different settings. Yeah, I've really gotten to ask myself some questions about what I like or what I'm into or confirming. Like, I'm pretty heterosexual. I've figured that out over, like, not necessarily experimentation, but just even having the offer. Like, being in a place where I could, like, really kind of, like, do I want to do something yeah. different than what I've been doing? or And go, no, I'm good. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I want to do that. And, like, not feel pressured or feel like it's weird or feel weird about it or you know what I mean right. like I've been able to make decisions as to what I like or what I don't like or what I'm willing to hang out with or the type I don't have to lie to anybody you know what I mean? there's no I don't remember any story about what I thought when I yeah. saw somebody right, or right, right. how long I hung out or what happened somewhere like there's no lie going on there's right. no like remembering any story it's just and that's the safe part that I'm talking about. Like yeah. whatever way you find that, if it, if it means that, because we are taught for some, from such a young age, whatever it is, academics, but also our personality. You know, like for me, I was a, I'm a big, obviously a big talker. So my check marks in grade school were always talks too much. You know, <laughs> lack self control, things like that. And so you start getting, you make yourself smaller and smaller, and then you also want to please people because you want them to like you. And so when you have that freedom of this is who I am, and people are like, okay, cool, I can hang out with that you. That was the embracing of that. So I went through some of that same stuff where I had. Very very questionable self-esteem because I used to get in trouble for being way too gregarious as a kid, like out there. And so like I, I tucked all that away into like athletics and all this other stuff to where I was like, you know, not as visible. And once I kind of was able to embrace like, no, it's okay to be myself, right? Like mm -hmm. culturally, you know, in my relationships where I felt about my, po like the whole thing, it really, I, it feels good to be me. <laughs> well, how long did you have to hide? Uh, you know, obviously people are more talking about more polyamory yeah. now with the dating apps and stuff. But before that, how much of that after your first marriage was over, how did you then? I navigated it poorly for a while. How? One, I was coming out of a divorce, so I was navigating all relationships. So what poorly. were you I doing? Was just like, I was, well, one, I tried to have monogamous relationships that were not. I was failing at that process. Right. Like I, I was still trying to date two people at a time or I'd get some girl's number when I was out or I'd want to sneak out to a club at some point when I was dating some, and it was just like keeping your you story know, straight. Yeah. All that just like that yeah. whole thing. And I got caught up on one and felt like shit because I'm like, why do I have to feel bad about, can mm -hmm. I do what I was doing before? Like maybe I should just go like sleep with some wives. Like maybe I should just deal with that <laughs> and not, cause that's a very hands-free kind of a deal, right? Like if you're with a couple and the husband's off and like, you know, like when it's over, you don't have to do anything else. You can just go away. Well, that's, <laughs> that so. was what I, what I think I did a lot when I was younger was, uh, in my thirties, I would get, I would be the other person in a relationship where 
I was the third and I, there was yeah. no risk. Yeah. But I also was, I wonder if that was more protecting myself too though, right? There Is can, that something? It, it really depends on how you go into it, right? Like if you went into it and if you go into it, that idea of like, you know, you're struggling and that's why you're doing it. And I think that's, that's the thing you have to get clear on, right? Like now if I were to do something like that or if I get that opportunity, like I've, feel like I'm coming to add a thing to a relationship, right? Like, oh, cool, I get to add a cool thing. It's not like I'm broken, I can't deal with this part because I actually have some other successful relationships going on that are deeper than just this. Do you think that there is that aspect of what, I'm I'm not saying now that you are fully invested in this. uh, When you first did it, was there, for me, example of me getting in a relationship where I knew it wasn't going anywhere, it was almost a self-sabotage because... I was broken. I, my heart was broken by women that cheated on me. Right. And that's part of what I thought, why I am the way I am. Is I got that, out of the mindset of trying to, f- of like the relationship having to be moving in a direction. Okay. That whole concept of is this going anywhere or like what? I we, hate that where, fucking where, question. Where are we, what are more we than doing anything. or where are we going? We're enjoying each other's time right. until we don't anymore. Why does it like, have to what, go everywhere? Like, I, I, like, you know, yeah. I don't, I'm not looking to find a wife. So, like, what direction do you mean, right? Like, well, I'm gonna I, hang, you, I wanna hang out with you next week. How about that? Right, and I think, well, exactly. I think that if you had more tangible things, for me it was, I asked my husband if he wanted to move in with me. He didn't give me any answer, and then nine months later, he was like, okay. And I was like, I, I think that was the question I asked earlier. <laughs> but I, like, didn't get mad at him or resent him right. for it. I didn't bug him about it. But, I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm flawless or have been in my relationship. Sure. But that I, whenever you ask people that, it, does, it makes me uncomfortable because there are these demands, these pressures that people put on them themselves and on others and because a lot of that has been external they they're answering to their family like when are you going to get married when are you going to meet somebody they have so many different pressures in yeah their lives well, it is a lot of the external pressures that make people say we need to it needs to have a monogamy pushes these steps right where it's just like all right first you meet somebody then you go on a date and then you see if you like them and then you go on two or three more dates and then you fuck them and then you hang out for like six more months and you go see their family right. and then you decide to move in and then you have a marriage and then you have a kid and then you, it's just then like you get divorced why do you have you, to do all that like why can't we just money. keep doing yeah. the the right. part that we're really enjoying the hanging right. out having fun part and like enjoying each other's time and like we can fall in love even like we could even fall in love but why do i have to move into your house like don't mm-hmm. you like your house how it is now like what me being here every day is not i don't want it you shouldn't want it right. like i you know like, <laughs> nobody wants that right like why do i have to intertwine my finances with you for us to be like like, I trust you just fine, but I don't need to know your bank account number. It's mm-hmm. not a thing I need to know. I do have my own bank account number. I actually have. I do have my own. But I have friends who do that. They have their, They have been divorced, had kids with other people, and now have two separate households. And they they yeah. seem to be the happiest couple that I know. And also if, like, you know, obviously I say that while I'm living with somebody. So obviously, like, during that time, I also found somebody who I was like, yeah, sure, I can live. With, this is a good, we have a good partnership. Right. Right? Like, we work together as a team. Right. Like she's yes. a doctor. I run my business from my house and I do stand up. She doesn't have to worry about cooking any meals, or doing any dishes because she's a doctor. Right. <laughs> like I make sure all the I make sure that the, the kitchen it's is stacked. It doesn't work. But we just have a really we work well together. And yes. that's why we live together. And that's why we have things intertwined. We right. look at money and cleaning the house and responsibilities the same way. Like and that works. But it doesn't have to preclude other types of relationships of various levels and you know systems outside of you come back to each other yes yeah Yeah, but before see obviously you got to this level where you're in a good partnership but before when you guys first started dating you were obviously still dating other people and trying to figure shit out well i mean (laughs) right 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 i mean before you picked 
you know, your primary. Before I was like, oh, you're somebody yeah. who I could live with. How sure. is it that you were able to navigate that and, and end up where you ended up here? Like, what were the steps that you learned? You're like, okay, I'm not doing that again. Obviously, drama is something yeah. you want to avoid. But what are the other things that you're, you, you have know, to avoid? It's, it's so interesting because it's really it was really personal. It's just like stuff that I found that like the you know when it came to the types of people i wanted to spend more time with or you know i like i you know you like somebody and you're like you're fun to hang out with for four or five hours at a time but just like anybody else there's you know just like a lot of people that you'll run into there's a period of time you, even you with people that you away. care even for. your best friends and yeah like even people that i care for and love it's like yes we work together for you know it's fun to hang out for a day or two but then i got to get back to doing my other shit yeah. right like people who i have various levels of interest that coincide determines kind of like how much time I might want to spend with somebody. And it has, and obviously on your end it works, but have you had situations where you thought it was going to work out and then shit, they did not agree and, and bad things resulted? Uh, not well, um, <laughs> because that's where people, let's see, I, I've had, are hesitant. I had a, you know, I had a situation, um, years and years ago where I was very open about the fact that I was not looking for a monogamous relationship. And I had someone who, um, I think had some other things going on that I didn't pick up on right away, and that turned into a very weird situation. What do you mean by that? Um, I ended up getting accused of stalking somebody. Okay. And had to go through a whole court situation. Jesus. Um, with somebody who pretty much created the whole, like it got right. dismissed in court. Like she had to admit in court that she really just like had lost it. Yeah. And like, I, and I don't know if it was because of the open relationship thing. I think it was, in it the could end, be that triggering, was the thing, I think, that, for like, people. I think she really wanted to be like comfortable with it, but I think she struggled in some of her responses to those jealousy, jealousies created a very difficult situation for me for a long yeah. time. Um, and that was probably the worst thing that's happened outside of that, which is pretty bad in its own. Um, I literally gave up all of my login information for my OKCupid account to prove that I wasn't creating, and my email, like a, a court has read my entire Gmail history dating back to 2004. Oh so I could prove that I wasn't doing some things that I'd been accused of. That's crazy. I gave my Facebook, my OKCupid login, and my Gmail account login so that people could look into my, so the court could look into my history and prove that I was an okay person. Yeah. So when I tell you I'm all right, I mean it. Um, no, I, um, and that was without me having any knowledge beforehand. Like I offered it up and then like they could have looked at it right then. I didn't go delete anything. Right, I, right. I had no idea that was happening. I'm so um, sorry. That's but outside cool. of that, well, it was somebody who I think had other issues. And so like I feel bad, but like I feel worse, honestly, for her. And if somebody was bothering her, I feel really bad about that. Right. But, but it wasn't you. But it wasn't me. But the, that was obviously that's a pretty shitty thing to deal with. But outside of that, um, because I'm very straightforward, I'm very big on saying like, listen, if this isn't a thing that works. Give me a head, like, yeah. don't fake it thinking that something's going to change or I'm going to be different or whatever. Like, it's just, this is how it's going to work. <laughs> do you do you have that situation where you're like, okay, on Mondays I'm with Kelly? Like, do you, is that how you work this thing? Like, is there Google Calendar is a thing you become a master of in this. <laughs> in this. <laughs> do you just have it structured? It is like that. You there, do structure. Yeah, I mean, you kind of figure out like. Um, how are we going to hang out? Yeah, at some point you figure out part of, Part of being able to kind of navigate that is finding people who have the same type of schedules that you can work with, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, 
are you free on Fridays or Saturday nights after I get done with a show at 11 o'clock at night? Right. Or like, you know, or do you work from home? Can we hang out on a Tuesday in the afternoon when I don't have to be anywhere else on the planet? Or, yeah. you know, I've had some, I've, I've definitely had some Monday midday hangouts because that's when the person was off and that's when I'm free. And like, <laughs> right, we have weird schedules. Yeah. So I got five hours between noon and seven. I can hang out. Like, we're <laughs> But if you like somebody, like people always make a big deal out of that shit, but they also post shit like if you like somebody, you'll figure out time to hang out with them, right? Like right. that's me figuring out some time. Like here's. <laughs> well, you make time for them too. But the question I have is do you think that when you do have these relationships, and, and like you said, you, you're polyamorous and sometimes you end up, you know, acting on it physically and sometimes you end up being buddies with them. Do you find that when there is that physical uh, intimacy, that physical connection, when you guys end up having sex, does it change the dynamic uh, significantly in terms of this jealousy and the potential for drama? Or is it something that you can spot like a that mile part, away? Definitely, that part usually no. Um, if it's with somebody who like we've been clear, like this isn't Up a top. Right. Yeah. Like and, and I've also been fortunate to find some people who um we're very able we're very comfortable or capable in expressing like what their thoughts and feelings on situations were like well thought out you know i've sought out well thought out women to have relationships with you know a lot of times people will talk about this problem that they're having in their relationship being be it poly or not and then you meet the people who are in the relationship you're like well yeah you need to choose better people in the first place right? right like like i tend to seek out people who have like spent some time kind of figuring out where they stand on some shit mm -hmm. <laughs> and so the dynamic is a little bit easier to deal with the thing so like jealousy from the after the sex part is the sex part doesn't make me jealous that part not is not for you i'm saying for the other for people for the other person no not them it... either like w one person i'm dating is actually married and has a kid with her husband and like they have a very cool. He knows open, about you also. I've, I mean, well, not the you, first but time I was with her, he came home while I was there, and I kind of gave him dap on my way out, like "Good to meet you, man. Catch you later." <laughs> like, I'd like to say that was not real, but it's very real, you know. Like, because people that are comfortable with how their relationships work, yeah. that's not a. It seems weird if you're a monogamous, for sure. And if that's the only thing you know and understand, I get that. But with people who've already had this communication and understand it and don't feel like they're threatened. Like I didn't come there to take his wife. <laughs> right. He knows that he knows that the partnership is there. He knows I'm going home to somebody else. Like there's right. no, what's the threat? I think it's the, the public shaming of being cocked or, or whatever the hell it sure, is sure. That, or the ego aspect to me. Yeah. It's not to me why I would do a don't ask, don't tell situation would be like, Let's say I have a, a, a girlfriend uh, that I'm uh, when I'm in, you know, Mississippi. She's my Mississippi sure, girlfriend. Sure. I've never been to Mississippi. So. But <laughs> good for you. But like if she has a relationships outside of that with other people, like I'm just like, I'm, I'm assuming you're having them. I just don't want to hear about. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Sure. To me, it's more of an ego thing yeah you don't want to have to you don't want to start measuring yourself up against what exactly. this other guy oh man right. this guy looks like a total turd and i'm the other guy like, right are we both turds well, or? i think i think <laughs> i think if they're like ugly and like not cool or not funny i'd right. be like okay with it but like if they're gonna be threatened on the, the other pick, end yeah i'd be more threatened if it's like she's hooking she's up with us dating totally an ex-texas a&m quarterback like, holy shit or fucking uh you know what's his name like uh Chris Mark Evans Broussard, or something like a funny comedian like Jeff oh, Dye right, right, who's right. good looking and funny like it's like ah <laughs> but then I'd also be like oh that's kind of cool yeah like, man I'm in a room hey, can you introduce me to him yeah. <laughs> well, I'm friends with Jeff but yeah I, I would I would be more like well, you know what I mean yeah, like hey yeah. why don't we go on tour together all of us you know <laughs> hey, like, can you give him my give him my clip 
<laughs> I mean, that's kind of that's well, kind of funny. You know, one of the things with kitchen table polyamory is part of the reason that happens. Like people do help each other out in those yeah. situations. You know what I mean? Like there is a thing about it's like a community. Well, there there is that right. Like there's the Tampa Swingers. It's, it's page. not necessarily uncommon for there to be um, some more left communal thought process politically that are in some of these yeah. communities as well. Um, swinging, not so much. You'll find a lot more conservatives in swinging because it's a very like physical transactional kind of a thing and less relationship That's what I was going to say before when, when I was talking about the Tampa. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Win- conservatives. The, but They're all super conservative towns that I was doing shows in that were a lot of, um, a lot of swingers. They're all professionals, uh-huh. but they're open about they're swinging yeah. and and I was approached by a couple yeah. and I was just yeah, like there's oh. a different mindset about it down there yeah. there's a whole different mindset about it down there but um but yeah I mean it's it's just a uh, you know it's communication really in the end I think a lot of the times the com- the questions I see that people have about monogamy or po- the, the thing I always look at is like why don't you go talk to the person you're in those relationships with more about it you know, anytime mm-hmm. someone's like, I'm in, you know, I'm in a couple of polyamory groups, right? And people post these questions like, I've got this nesting partner and I've got this other thing going on. I don't know what to do about this. And I don't know what we're supposed to call this, that. And how are we going to do? And a lot of it's just like, have you have you gone and talked to the other people you're in a relationship well, with? What do you think is, a, what do you think other than the safety concern about uh, guys and or women that are fucking a bunch of people? What do you think is the other what do you mean biggest by safety when you well, ask that well saying like, uh, uh, sex getting diseases and, and whatnot so the transmission of uh stds is pretty much the same between monogamous Understood. and open relationships right so like from a statistical standpoint that's not even a that's i agree a reality. with you because the monogamy people are lying to themselves well and you can be monogamous and still be out fucking until you find that's somebody what I'm <laughs> that's what i'm saying people yeah, that are in a yeah. monogamous relationship are not really they don't yeah. know but they call not. themselves monogamous but they're still someone's just, cheating you know. But my question is, what do you think is the biggest holdup other than the safety concerns that people are claiming is the problem? Because when you say you're polyamorous, they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to get anything. You know, it's right. kind of a joke. Same, they say the same shit about dating porn stars. And I have friends who are porn stars and they're like, they're probably they're safer more than anybody. Yeah, they're yeah. probably safer than you, your husband or whatever. What do you think are the biggest holdups for why this isn't more accepted in society? Um, I think that there are a lot for, of for for people, not the yeah, yeah. cultural. Yeah, yeah. I think there are. I just think there are people who are um, who get monot. Who again? We've had this conversation even here. Like so much of how we address things are based from this monogamous perspective. Yeah, and that's because a sex everything we, have here. we get poured into us is. You know, R&B songs, rom-coms, yeah. everything is all built around this. You know, our celebrities are always about when are so-and-so and so-and-so getting married? Yeah. And when are they going to have kids? And they've got it's a cultural. baby now. And it's just like gender reveals and all this. other. Like, it's just like the concept of that idea is pounded and pounded into people. And so the biggest hurdle people have to overcome is separating from that, like pushing back from that table in total. Mm-hmm. Right? Like. Like for me, I feel like I have pushed away from those concepts completely as far as mindset. And I think where people get stuck a lot of times is in areas where their mind is still running on that monogamy yeah. train and trying to solve a problem that is not a monogamy based problem. Right. You know, be it jealousy, be it time commitment, being, you know, how people judge who they're, you know, well, if you spend 40% of your time with her and 60% of your time with her, aren't you really? And it's like, that is not how. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think it's it is a, it is that aspect of it, but it's almost like when people that you talk to and people I've talked to too, and you know, not even being fully embraced in this polyamorous idea, they're always like, oh, "I don't think I can handle that. I don't think I can handle they're it." They're probably right. It's yeah. just like when someone tells you they they could they could never be a comedian like you are, and you're yeah. like, "Yeah, of course you can't." 
Like, <laughs> they can't. Step one, you've, you think it's a mental thing. Step one, you've said it. And, well, you know, it's it's okay, right? Like right. the same way we need accountants instead of comedians sometimes is the same way that like it's okay. Yeah. Like it's our it's. It's all right for people to be monogamous. There's nothing wrong. Like if your thing sure. is, if your thing is, what works best for you is finding one person who's into you, and you really don't function well unless there's just that one. Per- hey, I hope you find it. Yeah, I really do. I hope you find that person, and I hope you are getting what you actually want. Because if less people were dishonest about what they actually wanted, <laughs> yeah, you know, I've watched. I see women on dating profiles. And I'm sure men do it too. They'll say anything to except saying they're monogamous i'm not looking for one night stands no hookup yeah. no married men no separate like just say monogamous it's a lot of letters but it's way less than all that yeah, shit yeah. You're typing you know what i mean right. like just be clear about the That's thing you're, you're trying to for. do and what you want and then you can avoid all this like it's it's like the entertainment industry you go into those meetings and they try and tell you shit but they don't try and tell it to uh-huh. you directly they're just like you know what we think that you could maybe do a thing that's a little like a this right. but not just, just tell me what the fuck you want yeah just tell me what you like tell me what you actually are trying to right, do right. here and we can skip all this bullshit yeah <laughs> but i also think people say they want monogamous monogamy when they possibly could get what it is they want. I think a lot of women that I've talked to are like, I need a guy who can understand that my priority is my job, but this is my other priority. This is like, well, I'm like, you need a guy who's also dating someone else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or has his yeah. own fucking career. I've seen those two where someone's it's like, I'm, like, I'm in town every couple of weeks. I do this. Though. I'm looking for one guy. And it's like, wait a minute. You want me to be lonely for two weeks? Yeah, are yeah. you what fucking do you, nuts? <laughs> what do you think's going to fucking happen? That guy has to have his own shit that's super busy or he's not going to be with you. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you are not. And the more you talk about it, the more people talk about this, I think it's going to be more and more accepted. And I think that, and I hope that, you know, legislation, I really do, I joke about it on the podcast, but really do need to reevaluate the penalties uh, for traditional marriage not working. When you have something that works less often than it does, then they need to work on that. And I know that fucks up, you know, divorce lawyers pay because <laughs> that's a huge part of the lobbying. But I also think that they there is money to be made for uh, forward-thinking, progressive uh Family lawyers who can say, "Look, I'll right. create the seven-year contract. Right? It's like a, it's like a prenup almost. Yeah, lawyers can. Yeah, lawyers can you find can another make, way to we make can some find money. fucking way. There's to make a new money, way to. Guys. Yeah, you can become advisors in a whole different realm of relationship. Yeah, you creation. have to evolve. <laughs> Bobby, great. this was uh, so awesome. Yeah, this is uh, great, man. I'm glad doing we this podcast. Got to do it. And I know I tried to ask a lot of the questions that people probably have on this. We're probably gonna have to have you back. We might have yeah. to do a live version where yeah. you could just field fucking questions. I from, would be okay. We with should that. just do this. I have Hinge. <laughs> Sponsor it or Bumble have and just have us live talk about this. Maybe field. Yeah. Get field to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just got on there too to try to figure it out, but I think I'm too vanilla. <laughs> I'm too vanilla for them. Um, Bobby, where can people find out more about you and your podcast with uh, with XL? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, XL and Rob Hines and Rob. have a podcast called New OGs. You can go to at New OGs Pod to catch us there. Um, you can find me at mocha underscore Jesus on Twitter and Instagram and uh, find information on shows and stuff. I also run a production company called State and Madison. Uh, we did uh, two comedy specials last year. We're hoping to increase that once we start opening up again. So, Awesome, Bobby. Bobby, seriously, thank you so yeah, much man. for coming on the podcast. I thank know you. we've been trying to have you on for a while. And thank you all for listening uh, to another episode. If you have questions, uh, email me, pfarvar at gmail.com. If I didn't answer the questions that you had for Bobby or if we didn't cover something, uh, Patty had to leave about 10 minutes in, so that's why she was quiet. Uh, and thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. <laughs> Oh,